Hi, friends. Welcome to Fest Friends Forever. I'm August Woody. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Natu Twet. My pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Alexa. My pronouns are she, her. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Bad Cop, Bad Cop first formed in 2011 in Southern California. They released a few EPs and then their debut album, Not Sorry, came out in July 2015 on Fat Records. Two years later, they released their second album, Warriors, which we'll be talking about today. Back up, back up. Definitely one of the first bands I've heard of got into coming into Fest off the heels of that, off this sophomore album. Great album and big context around it, you know, 2017, middle of Trump's presidency. The band was, like many people, shaken up at the results of that election. And, you know, it, it, it fueled a lot of individuals to make very politically forward, activist forward albums and records. And Warriors is one of those. It's a fantastic record. I absolutely agree. It was um, one of their first albums that I got into was Warriors. And it's just like banger after banger after banger. Literally. It just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't stop, you know. It's like listening to it again because I haven't, I haven't like listened to this album in a couple, a couple years, you know, three, four years, and listening for this episode, I'm just, I surprised myself how many songs of the lyrics I remembered. Yeah. Also <laughs> surprising how fast the album flew by in a good way. Like I'm listening to it and I'm looking at the track list. I'm like, what the hell do you mean I have four songs left? This is nuts. It's a mm-hmm. lot of, yeah, a lot of serious stuff and you know, fun, and, and fun sounding music, right? Yeah, I was super pumped to see them at Fest last year. I um the night before I stayed out until four o'clock in the morning with my friends and then mm-hmm. dragged my hungover self out to Bodedly Plaza just to see them. And it was <laughs> worth every single second of my headache afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I was volunteering that set where they came out at Bodedly Plaza. Mm-hmm. For some reason I had kind of forgot that they were there and I was like, oh man, you know, back up, back up. <laughs> the last time I saw them at the fest, I think they were they played, it was Fest 19 or was it 18? I can't recall, but they played at the Wooly and that was wonderful. And I did, again, I have not seen them since that like that two, three year period. And yeah, Captain Bo Diddley also hung over doing barricade <laughs> security, volunteering. I was like, this is a great way, way to start the fest. Like, they're just so tight ripping and just blasting hits after hit well worth it i definitely yeah all of that and their bassist lynn i don't know if it's lee or lay is the founder of bassist against racists and that just made me love them so much more bassist against racists was a fantastic idea it's it was beautiful every month highlighting new bassists mm-hmm. you know raising money for you know what does matter other advocacy groups Amazing basis, also mm-hmm. kick ass human being, you know. So shout out well to everyone on backup backup, and especially <laughs> when you think of when you think of backup backup August, what strikes you? Um, so I think about when I saw them in July of twenty seventeen, I went down to Lucy's in Gainesville to see them play with War on Women. And there is uh, a song that Warren Woman plays, or at least they used to play, uh, where Shauna likes to just hand the mic to the crowd because it's a lot of yelling and it's hard for one vocalist to, to do it all in one go. And 
So Shauna handed me the mic and I was just yelling into it for a minute. And after the show, uh, my friend Steven and I went and we talked to Bad Cop, Bad Cop at the merch table and they were so nice and uh, like complimented me <laughs> on my yelling. <laughs> and and that, that was just really nice to hear. But yeah, they're, they're really, they're really friendly people, really nice to be around. That makes me happy that they're like awesome musicians and awesome people too. Yeah. No, it, it it makes it all the better. It makes you feel better listening to music when you're like, oh, you know, it also helps this band. They're just great people, you know. Yeah, you're not going to be blindsided by like some scandal that comes out two weeks later. <laughs> Oof, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, when we move on to the album, onto the music. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's get into our track by track. Let's do it. Let's so the first it. song on the album is called Retrograde. Stronger each day, makes it in my way. So catchy. It's such a great song to start off, to start the album off with. It is full of emotion. You know, mm-hmm. Stacey D is talking about the lead singer, lead vocalist, and guitar is talking about, you know, experience with drugs. You know, had to go through rehab, had to cancel one of their earlier tours, I think in 2015 or so, to put Stacey D in, in rehab. So she's singing about getting sober, going through that, coming back. It's really triumphant. It, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's the banger to start the album track of bangers, the best way to put it. It truly is. And I love astrology stuff. Like my mom raised me to always be wary of like Mercury retrograde. So that's what caught my eye initially about this album. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder what the song's about. Are they going to talk about stars? No, they're talking about life and mm-hmm. moving forward instead of moving backwards. And I think that that's just way better than what I hoped it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the line. I'm choosing to be powerful, believing in myself. It's really fun and it's a it's a good way to to start an album. Yeah, you know, it really shows you like in the opening tracks, it really shows you like, okay, what, what, what am I going to hear in this album? Like, right, like what what's the theme? What's the feeling? And I think that track is a perfect example. It's a perfect example of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very empowering. Mm-hmm. And it's just also the, the hooks, the choruses, which is going to be a theme. I think I'm going to mention <laughs> on every song. It's just, it just invites you to sing, belt along. It's so cathartic, uh, shouting them out when they're performing live. They got that melodic punk sound. They, they nailed it. They oh, home run on that sound. I agree. The whole thing is catchy. It's fun. You can dance to it if you want to. You don't have to, but I recommend it. Mm-hmm. You're doing yourself a disservice not dancing to it, really. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like you're yelling in your car, you're screaming after you had a bad day, and you're singing along with someone who is singing about their journey. Like, what better song to just dance in your car to without crashing it, please? Yeah, we don't endorse car crashes on this show, please. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, the second track is called I'm Done. I'm Done. Mm-hmm. I know it's, um, I think it's a Lynn. Lynn sings this on this one. I think she sings on two more or so. And like the vocal contrast, both her and Stacey, really, really these powerful, these like really robust voices that harmonize so well when they come in, come with each other. And definitely think it's really, it's just really important to have songs, to have albums openly talking about putting down patriarchy patriarchal societal ideas right yeah it's really necessary it's just necessary it absolutely is like 
you don't have to follow gender norms because those are fake anyway. Like you don't have to follow any kind of predetermined life path just of because who you were assigned to be at birth. And I think that this song just dismantles so many things that like I grew up with. Like I come from a very traditional like Mexican, Puerto Rican, Roman Catholic household. And like over the past couple of years, I'm like, you know what? We don't have to act this way. Like we don't have to do certain things. We don't have to be certain ways. And I think that this song kind of encapsulated all that I was feeling about that. I'm done with genders to which we belong. That is my (laughs) mantra. (laughs) It is that one. And for me, it's the the outdated language we cannot speak. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's it's out. It's it's whack. It's outdated. And um, like on my end, come from an African, you know, West African background. Uh, a lot of things very still are steeped in strong gender norms, you know, mm-hmm. on the continent and the diaspora. And hearing, you know, stories growing up of like, oh yeah, and my mom saying, yeah, you know, I had a friend who uh, was gay, and his dad found out. And hearing these like constant stories of someone came out gay, you know, came out and killed the family, mm-hmm. and they got beat sometimes, like beat or worse, or just you know disowned and had to leave the continent on their own and go somewhere else it's like can't you see that these roles this idea this outdated language is literally splitting people apart and i'm tired of it you know it's we we should are too all tired of it yeah like there's no reason that the same traditions and concepts that people have been listening to for generations should have to keep going if it's not doing anyone any good no absolutely absolutely all these myths all these preconceived notions Mm-hmm. Um, people latch onto for some reason, right? This idea that we have to, that like all tradition is good, it's tradition, so we have to we have to abide mm-hmm. by it. Well, uh, not not at all, actually. No, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is just like a gentle yet firm middle finger. That I love it. <laughs> As they say, go fuck your beliefs. I will never avow. Also, that lyric, <laughs> incredible writing. Yes. Yeah, like even the opening, like I'm done with the things that they say. These microaggressions, oh my gosh, microaggressions. We let them away. Like, <laughs> just, it's awesome. It's like a day to day thing. Like every single person who doesn't follow in like a specifically designed, like pre made form of a human has to deal with these microaggressions. So I'm like, no, you're you're absolutely right, Lynn. I am also done with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> From everything, right? From how you know the people. Uh, expect me to look or sound or be as a black man or how people you know for everything oh you don't eat this oh you don't you don't look like that mm-hmm. you don't you don't sound like you're from there and it's like i mean why do i have to why why thankfully i don't i don't think any, I don't think any, any of us try to appease it because they don't deserve it they don't deserve um, yeah exactly and they should uh, but yeah it's just very anthemic song very absolutely again the common theme and trend of this album is everything mm-hmm. invites you to really look at yourself and just let it out and the song especially is very counter to a lot of the things we were hearing and witness to during trump's presidency right yeah <laughs> like very counter to that absolutely it's very good at highlighting all the things that we've had to go through especially in these past couple of years because it's been under a microscope it is wild to think that this is something that has been going on since 2016 or something that we've been really thinking about a lot more since 2016 mm-hmm. because at this point that's been it's oh, been no. seven years oh don't tell me that 
<laughs> Seven years since 2016? <laughs> Time flies when no one's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. And, you know, and even and even before 2016, 2017, I mean, obviously, like, these issues, these abhorrent, the abhorrent status of a lot of things in society mm-hmm. been going on for longer, you know, a lot of bands talk about this in the 90s, but it mm-hmm. definitely was a stark turning point, seeing it just shoved in our faces, you know, once again, in probably the worst way imaginable. So the fact that it rang, it rang true then, and then mm-hmm. in 2016, and as you said, August, we're still dealing with it, still talking, dealing with all these issues, racism, homophobia, transphobia, sexism. Yes. People being rotten for no good reason. No, never a reason in the first place. <laughs> all right. The next track is Woman Arcus. Yes. Woman, Woman Arcus. Wom- Woman Arcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Honestly, I love that the song just starts out with like a blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so straight from the path. I love it. Yeah. If that was just the song, right? Like this, forget all the verses, chorus, just bleh, the song would still be just as immaculate. For real. <laughs> this is one of the first songs I heard by them and got drawn right in because like it's catchy, it's punchy, it's screamy, it's yelly. And then on the second, third, fourth, fifteenth lesson, I'm just like, oh, there's a ton of really good points in the song too. It's not just a song to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's. I think my favorite point that the song makes, especially, is um, they're looking like a lot of say, you know, it's my it's my life to choose. Mm-hmm. Not bigots or misogynists, not even alt left liberalists, right? It's, I think just that little fact because when you you have to stop looking at things. Every, everything inherently in a way kind of is political, but things like our life to live, you know, mm-hmm. access to, like abortion. Um, yeah. Uh, please don't, officer, don't beat me because I'm black, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> living like that's not, those aren't political things, right? Me wanting to live mm-hmm. isn't political. Yeah, it and, shouldn't have to be a political thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And can people on both, both of the parties here in America, they politicize all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even like people say, you know, oh yeah, you know, of course, well, a lot of people left leaning, right? But, uh, no, I would say I'm much left leaning, but not at the very face value liberal, you know, Democrat left, because they also are not allies. No, you not know, at all. It, you know, your political your political affiliation does not make you an ally. Your affiliation at times makes you more of of an enemy. I mean, yeah, like in the '60s, the people that are like centrists. I mean, the centrist view in the '60s was to uh in the eight fifties was to not side with Martin Luther King Jr. That was the centrist view. I mean, come on now. <laughs> and things like that are still today. Like what's the centrist view? Like and it's just a, a good line. It puts everything else in perspective, I think. And a good, a good perspective. Like look more beyond past what some political party chooses for you and just think for yourself. A punk rock existentialist, right? Like I think I think it's super fun song as, as as you said super fun song with a better message like as you said like so like that fifteenth twentieth time you're listening you're like oh damn yeah <laughs> yeah and then I think it's the second verse it's like you said my right to choose not racist or nationalists not this fascist president like 
oh my God, I love that. Like, you're absolutely right. This grown thing that's an office with no ability to like reproduce like a human thing inside of him is trying to tell me whether or not I'm allowed to decide if I'm going to produce a human life inside of me. Like, that's kind of rude. That's really dumb. And it's my body. This song is just like hitting on all of my little like angry points that have made me like rip my hair off each election season. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, no, I love it. Like I want to make the whole world human. That's absolutely, absolutely. You do. Everyone should, but can't have it on my way. Yeah. Like we're all fucked. Aren't we? Like, why are we life's going to go one way? Why make it harder for everyone? You know, why make it harder for everybody? Why make it harder for your, your neighbor, your coworkers? Like we all will get one chance to live on earth. Let's fight for them, fight for it. Exactly. But like, not only your life depends on it, like everyone else's life depends on it too. Yeah. I think that takes us really well into the next track. Why change a thing? I think that's a great transition. You got these, the first, these first three songs really looking forward, really this strong, strong message, strong, you know, feminist, humanist, really progressive forward thinking messages about just life and wanting to be ourselves. And you have this kind of watching thing provides that perspective from slight, the beginnings, like a slight perspective from like mm-hmm. the dude on the side was like, there's no problem here. This, this is great. I don't see why I got, I don't see why I have to change anything in my yeah. soundproof room. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite line. Hardly hear a scream from inside your soundproof room. I think it really just kind of screams without screaming the concept that if you do nothing, you're actively choosing the side of the oppressor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Com- complacency aids the oppressor. Complacency does not aid those in the struggle. Back to like the, the, the centrist idea, right? Like, oh, I'm not doing anything. It doesn't bother me. I'm going to step outside. And then what the bridge, the bridge of the song says, dismissing dismissing the evidence won't change the system's flaw. You can't, mm-hmm. ignoring it isn't going to make it go away. It's going to make it much worse, which yeah. uh, in the context of 2016 election, that's what happened. That's what happened during, before, after, leading up to January 6th. Oh, election. Like, yeah, a, a lot of people kind of averting their gaze, putting their head down, thinking, oh, it'll go away. Well, it's actually worse than ever before. So, yeah, I also think that like the the front end of the song kind of targets the folks who are stuck in that like crap boy to business person pipeline. Like everyone <laughs> thinks that your management material got a girl at home with her on the phone. When you get tired of this wild life, find a younger one to make your wife. Why change a thing? Like these are the people that frustrate me so much. Like oh my god, but everything's so perfect. I got everything handed to me when I was in college. I got everything handed to me as an adult. Oh, people are dying? Oh, I'm not. It's fine. Yep. It, super sarcastic look on all of that. Well, not look. Well, lyrics are sarc- are looking at that, that fry individual sarcastically. There you go. That's what you said. Yeah. Those dudes that are clinging on to that 50, 60 style of machismo and like nothing matters. I'm okay. I'm just going to close my eyes and I can't see the world changing around me. Exactly. Like they've never had anything not so wrong so why should they care right i mean it's really just a comment on privilege and people who don't understand the concept of it at all <laughs> yeah i mean, i'm trying to get it. like you know people that are like um i didn't go through that or i or i went through some hard times it wasn't because of this issue. it wasn't because of my skin or whatnot 
And they're like, but that's that's the point. Exactly. It ends because of your skin. You didn't go through that because yeah. of these advantages. No, 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 not at all. No, that's not how that. No, what are you talking about? Yeah, that whole thing. It makes me think of my roommate who I lived with out in Gainesville during the throes of the twenty sixteen election mm. when I was freaking out a lot because, like, my dad's an immigrant. He's from Mexico. I have family there who have been denied visas coming over here. So I'm just like. I'm never going to be able to see them. Like they're never going to be able to come to the States. And my roommate, white woman, like a standard white woman, she goes, well, my family was Irish and I think they had a hard time too. I'm like, you're missing the entire point right now. <laughs> Not the Irish. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, listen, terrible thing that happened a very long time ago. I'm talking about today right now in this moment. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All she had to do was just, you know, you can ask a question like, hey, how can I help? Or what exactly is going on? I don't, I don't deal with this. It's not my thing, right? Like some awareness, recognizing, doing some research. But to just proudly state my anthos were Irish in our time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very messy subject to talk about with some people. And I think that's who would get hit the hardest by these lyrics if they sat down with them for a second all right victoria all right victoria it's song stacy d has stated that the song is about a friend's daughter victoria took her life and it's an another catchy fun great track with not so catchy fun lyrics right this whole album is a great case like a whole great master study of like rapping taking you know very powerful very important messages themes and you know a lot of like lessons and really wrapping them in an incredible package where like the first few times i heard this song you know i didn't really realize i wasn't listening i wasn't realizing what stacy's singing about what they're singing about and it's a it's a sad tale and it's the tale that unfortunately well, a, lot of, a lot of a lot of young people go through this when you have a life being disowned, and when your own family isn't really listening to you. Yeah, and I think they did it beautifully, like with the juxtaposition of she found the rope, and then her dad found the note, and that's when he started to cry. Like, why couldn't he emote anything to her before she felt that she had to take her own life? And I think that that. Once I sat down with the lyrics, I was just like, wow, I have missed this every single time I've listened to the song. And I'll cry. Yeah. It's a hard thing to go through. And I have a younger cousin, she's 17 now, but like watching her grow through those teenagers, I'm like, people are so rotten. Like, we're very fortunate to have a family that was able to support her through those hard times, but like, a lot of folks don't. And this is unfortunately one of those stories in the song. It's devastating to think about. I'm curious, what do we think there's no glory in dysphoria means? Oh, it's a, that's a, that's a great question. I think about that lyric a lot as well. You know, I don't know. Is it, is it a glimpse into was she having dysphoria, dysphoria, whether it's like body image or gender dysphoria at her young age? Or is it, more is it looking using dysphoria in the sense to look at from the family's perspective right like kind of ignoring and glossing over 
their daughter's like hardships and kind of the hardships, or or maybe it's you know there isn't like you can't you shouldn't glorify things like this. This isn't something to glorify. I, I, I don't know. I I, I I don't know. Yeah, tagging onto the tail end of what you just said there, the way that I took it was that certain things should not be glorified. Like there was that show Thirteen Reasons Why that came out a few years ago, hmm. and it caught on like wildfire. It was the story of a young woman who ended up taking her own life for 13 reasons based on the way that she was treated by 13 different people. And I think that a lot of, not a lot, but some young folks, they see them and be like, oh, this is how I can get attention. This is something that I can do because I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't, I'm not one to suggest censoring of anything, but maybe just watch that with a careful eye. Like, don't make it something that should be praised. Yeah, you need to be really careful about the way that you go about telling stories like this. And I think that that, that's a really good example. I personally never watched the show. But I want to say that the books took a little bit more care with it. And I also think that just transitioning it from book to screen, there's going to be ways that it comes across more viscerally and it can cause more of an intense reaction in people so i think it is it is really important to take care when you're talking about stories like that and i i would agree i think that there's no glory and dysphoria can just mean the bad way that you're feeling isn't something that you should it's not something that you should latch on to like romanticize kind of right yeah no those are solid points both i think i didn't even think about but yeah like especially with the prevalence of the all-knowing internet you know you have a lot of people online that do glorify things that are that are not necessarily like good or fun you know whether it's you know extreme weight loss and body images you know anorexia and bulimia or big trends online of almost romanticizing depression right things like that which are all wrong like those instances really warp and mess up the reality that people go through it's just the experience of having these things to deal with and as you both said something has to be taken with a lot of care just when you discuss how it happens why it happens what the person's going through which is probably why victoria the song is so kind of in your it's very in your face right like the sound it may sound something awesome to get down to but the lyrics don't shy away from that reality because it could have easily this song could have easily been something that almost romanticized or kind of took the subject matter pretty light but instead they have a really serious song that is kind of like a beautiful send-off in a way a beautiful remembrance in a sad story tragedy really i absolutely agree and i think that not to keep beating a dead horse but the pride comment is just really sticking with me Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of shows both sides of like holding it in and being so dissatisfied and unhappy with your life is nothing to be proud of. Like you shouldn't feel like you have to keep a happy face if you're feeling these kinds of ways. And with that note about the father with the note, there's no pride in that either. There's no pride in knowing that my child felt that she had to take these steps and end it all like there's no pride anywhere in that and it's a gut punch this whole song is a gut punch that's a really fun song to listen to but the more i listen to it the sadder i get yeah incredibly sad 
they're fucking or something. I think we can move on to the next track. Yeah, I'm getting real bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next song is Amputations. And this song is really about cutting people from your life who no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite tracks on the entire album because it, it hits on everything that I want to do as far as like, you're not doing any good to me. In fact, you're making it worse. You're becoming an infected sore on my body. Time for you to go. Like I'm past the manipulation. I'm past the the cruelty. Without hesitation, I'll cut you out. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I think that a lot of people would benefit if they were taught that, hey, you don't have to keep this person, place or thing around just because they've been there for a while. Like you don't have to hang on to that toxic relationship. Like once you see an out, you can take that out. You can run with it without regret. Um, you know, I think um, in a way, this song is kind of the centerpiece of the album. One of the centerpieces. This, this album is um, it's full of you know these very poignant social messages uh, in the wake of growing fascism, growing like dissent in the country, and growing you know racism, homophobia, et cetera, et cetera. But then you also have mixed in are these very personal songs, messages from the band about the band to each other. And so, because this song, yeah, it, it, the message is about you know cutting people off, self-preservation, you know, do what you got to stop the manipulation. But it's also is to state uh, to D, CCD, uh, because you know again that that when they had the tour for their first album and they had to cancel the tour and send D to rehab, you know, it's kind of like a, a send off, a kiss off to like pre retrograde. This ACD, uh, you know, comes back obviously focused and just killer on this album, and it's incredible that it's you know it's a slow like it's chugging along this big beat, chugging punk song with a vital message, a vital message for themselves, for herself, Stacy's self, and for everyone else listening to it. Absolutely, my favorite line in this whole song is "You're a vampire of negativity, hollowed out and looking thin. Run along, find some other prey." In this younger generation, I found that more of them have that kind of thought, like whether it's a toxic partner, a toxic family member, a toxic boss, like these loud quitting videos and stuff that I've been reading. Amazing. I love it. And I've used that phrase like a negativity, emotional vampire describing some folks to my therapist and hearing it in the song. I'm just like, oh my God, this is not a universal thought, but something that it's not just me feeling this way. I think that just so beautifully woven in with the rest of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And kind of digging into like the amputations title itself. Something that my mom has always told me since I was very little is that some people to uh, some people come into your life for a reason or a season and then they're done. They may come back later. Like they cut a person off with the metaphor of like cutting a limb off. Like maybe they'll come into the life when they feel maybe it's going to be a prosthetic. Like they'll still support you, but it's not the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you come back and it's like where you left off, right? Better than ever. Other times they don't come back. That's a good message. You know, on, on that, on that, like, line, you know, family sayings, like, my grandfather was from Haiti and he had a saying, which some people may not, you know, be cool saying over idea of it, but they say, you know, they, they say the goat shows you where to cut it, uh, which means like when, you know, they're in Haiti and they are, Getting a goat, I guess, might be a bit graphic for some people. For people, but you know, getting a goat, and when you're ready to 
kill the goat, uh, it kind of like rears its head. And that is the most humane way to safely to make sure it's not suffering in the rest of the process. And my grandfather would say that an idea about it is that people are the same where when it's time to either cut them off, to move on, to process them out of your life for the moment or whatnot, people very much so show you where and how. They don't, they may not always tell you, most people don't, but if you're just open yourself and being real with yourself, you can really see like, okay, this is not serving either of us and it's just harming both of us. I have to sever this relationship. Yeah. And the healing process sucks. Like, I am very grateful that I never had any kind of amputation or like any kind of make my surgery, but on the few things that like I have experienced, like healing from an open wound sucks. It sucks so much, but eventually you kind of forget it was ever even there. And I think that I'll cut you out when you turn purple and green. Like you're an infection, bro. Like you, you yeah. don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Save the machine that is you, your mind, your body, your psyche, your whatever it is. Like that's just part of the greater whole. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's good to remember that when you cut people out of your life, that you don't have to forget about the good times that you had with them. I mean, there there have definitely been people in my past that, for one reason or another, have not carried into my present. But I have learned to be able to appreciate the times when they were here and the times when having them around was a good thing and acknowledge that, you know, they just weren't meant to continue on in my life. Mm-hmm. Growing pains really suck. They really do. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough process. It's a rough and tough process, but you know, most of the time we are better off being able to sever that when we must. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the warning signs for later, like, I can redo manipulation like the Hollywood sign. Like it's big, it's bright, it's vibrant, and there. That is a red flag. I'm going to avoid this person in the future. Yep, especially if it's that big. Like, geez. Yeah, some people just wave that flag in front of so many people's faces, and I don't know. People can be colorblind. Yeah. For, what is it? All the red flags look like flags when I'm wearing a gross colored glasses. Uh, or yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. I, don't know. I also really like want to break a tooth on my thick skin. Like, go ahead, fight me, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'll ruin your life. It's cool. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to pierce it anyway. Like this isn't the first time. It's as you said. Like you know, you get you learn the lessons, and so your skin gets stronger through it. Next time it comes on, it's like you can do. It. You can. If you don't think I'm not gonna cut like rip your mouth off after this, <laughs> you know, you got another thing coming. Exactly. Like the other person's gonna hurt themselves way more than they're hurting me at this yeah. point. Yeah. All right. And the next one. Next song on this track. I'll give you this record, track seven, Broken. I really like the song because, like, hey, you can't blame everything on you feeling a certain way. Like, that's how excuse to treat other people poorly. Like, you can justify yourself all day long. But at the end of the day, like, it's just, it might just be a problem to the other person. Like, it has nothing to do with you. It's the other person that's the ones that are having something go wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another yeah, person and for yourself, right? Like the theme of Stacey D coming back out stronger out of rehab and from like, her drug addiction, songs with other people and towards herself, right? You get into a habit, you get into a habit, you get in a cycle, 
And it's very easy to, you know, the easy way out is to let these justification rule and define you as the song says, right? Like letting these reasons hold yourself back or someone else hold them back or they are holding you back from all these. Like when the chorus says, I'm hoping for a dawn without doubt. Motivation mm-hmm. can change and unite me. Like, you know, I'm hoping for a, like, I can finally get this together where I'm not doubting myself, where I don't end up back in the same place, back in complacency. Absolutely. And I think that's really a good lyric as well, because it's like, yeah, that I'm going to motivate and change all of these little pieces of me until I become one person so that I can move forward. I can do such things that I didn't think I could do before because I was broken. I had financial issues, but like now, I'm healing myself, getting back together and making a change for the better. And like, it doesn't have to affect anyone else as long as it's affecting you as a person. And on like a personal level, like I was no longer my biggest rival. I can still hear the episode screams. Like I was diagnosed with PTSD from a lot of just different traumatic experiences in my life. And like those echoes, they do come back and it's devastating sometimes. Like sometimes you have to like shut it down, go to bed, cry again the next day. And that they're really going to go punching me in this entire album to punch after punch after punch and just like wow this is another human i can super relate to this i'm not alone in my feelings this is wonderful yeah just incredibly cathartic every song it brings out those the raw feelings and raw thoughts and as you said shows you you're not alone not other people have and are going through it and can relate to you on it which i think is incredibly just helpful Kind of a bring little piece. Yeah. I don't know what their writing process was like. I would have loved to be in the room <laughs> for this process. Because like, did they know that they would affect so many people with these lyrics that just they passed by in a matter of seconds? But like the impression that they've left on me is just incredible. Like I would love to just like take their brains and be like, hey, let's talk. No, that that's for true. That's for real. That's real right there. Like they probably didn't, you know, like they're just like, man, there's like the, there's a lot we have to talk about. A lot of political things, a lot of societal things, a lot of personal things. How do we get it out? Put pen to paper, get some instruments going, we bang out an album. And the fact that it's all still, it's all still hits so hard, so fresh. It's a, it's an incredibly fresh piece of music that still resonates really well today. Yeah, absolutely. And they have a line, I've landed on heredity. Like I have taken this in so many different ways. Like, is she talking about generational trauma? Is she talking about hereditary like mental illness? Is mm. there addiction in the family? Is there anything that I can blame my own self-destruction on right here? Mm. And that's a very, very hard mindset to get out of. But it's very freeing. Like once you about saying, oh, I do this because X, Y, and Z happened in my family. Mm. You can be the end of that chain. It's just going to take a lot of work. Quite the heavy lift to end those generational chains. That's that's a fact. All right. Let's move on to the next track, Wild Knee. Like right off the gates of the song, it's just, Bulgy Shila, slow down, Bulgy Shila, smile and nod your head. That's a dangerous word, my friends. Oh my God. Yes, it is. Like being a yes person is hard. It's hard to not be a yes person sometimes. It's hard to unlearn the things that were just kind of forced into your tiny brain as a kid and i don't know nice girls are as good as dead you don't have to be nice to everyone like if you're nice to the weird person that's awesome they could be a really cool friend if you're nice to the weird person it can go terribly wrong so i don't know i think it's just a really cool little social commentary okay 
you don't have to do these things just because society expects you to. And then on the other side, I, I think this is my favorite song on the album. Just how it's, it's it, sonically, I think it's just incredible, especially the the melody. And when you hit the chorus, the vocals over the instrumental melody is just unraveling the truth, howling at the moon. Just the way how it sounds when I listen to it, I think it's easily my favorite, easily my favorite track on the record. And again, also that like another like call message to putting yourself forward and being yourself, which helps you know us take more care and making this world a, a more just world. Right? Like in the interview in the song, when I back down, we must refuse to stay silent. Yeah, pushing the right things forward. Letting the wild me run free to aid others. I think it's just a beautiful message. Absolutely. And like, there have been so many things said about like people who act terribly. It's like, oh, they're an animal. We are all animals and we can choose to attack others or we can help our herd. And like, as humans, I feel like we should help our herd. Be wild, nasty animals to people who are going to be wild, nasty animals to those we love. It works always. My favorite line is dual nature. I've got two heads, manicured fingers, and bones inside my bed. Yeah. Cool as fuck. That would be sick. It's so metal. <laughs> I love it so much. Like that, that duality, manicured fingers and bones inside my bed. Like, okay. Yeah. Welcome to my lair. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, and then the little commentary on. They quoted, I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. Like that, that's always been a sentiment that has resonated with me, like in all the different forms that I've heard. And I don't know, I'm kind of at a loss for words trying to describe how both empowered and mad it makes me that there is still people who don't care enough about other people's liberation in any sense of it. Yeah, the idea of putting your liberation, putting your effort first when... It wouldn't help anyone, especially when we're all fighting and struggling or something, whether rights for black Americans, for minorities, or the trans community, or the queer community, rights for women. It, it all falls under the same umbrella. Like, yeah, like, one woman is unfree. Even if her shackles are very different from my own, I'm not free. We're not free until all of us are free from, from, from this stagnant society. Uh, and, like, I think it also goes hand in hand with, like, using your own personal privilege to help others. Like, yes, when the air masks fall down on an airplane, you will put your gun first, but then you need to help the others who can't. Yeah. Like you don't just suck up all the air while other people are suffering. Like, that's not that's not humans. That's not cool. That's not fun. And it translates to like every other aspect. Like don't let people suffer just because you're okay. Right. It's the intersectionality. Yes. That's the word. That's the promoting intersectionality, which still to this day, this time, like a lot of people are still uh, lacking that. Yeah. And they laid it out black and white here. We need healthcare and education, not racist, sexist, classist, or homophobic policies. Yeah. I 100% fully agree with that. This one is just such a banger, too. I've said it to start. I'm going to say it 10,000 more times. There is not a bad track on this album. Everyone is a banger. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Every song that stands out in its own way, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful record. It is a, a masterpiece of that melodic punk sound. Yeah. And it, I feel like the song will go very well with their song, Simple Girl on another album. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't want to be this person. I've been all of these people. I can be this person now. And I feel like this 
man, I don't remember if this album came out before or after the album with Simple Girl on it, but I feel like it's a transformation between the two songs. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Simple Girl came out after uh, Warriors. Simple Girl came out on their, I think it's their, their 2020 album. Ah, oh, yes. So that's yeah. like the butterfly of this cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think you're really good at that with just mixing messages in their different albums. Like going back to Victoria for a second, they had Sugarcane on another album, which also made me just bawl my eyes out. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly just, they're amazing. They're good at what they're do at what they're doing. Um, I'm not that good at speaking right now, but yeah, no, awesome band with awesome songs and multiple albums. The next track, the title track on the album, Warriors. Warriors, Warriors continues that trend of just awesome messaging, awesome bangers on an album. The message very much on it's on its sleeve. Uh, very evident. Listen to it. This idea, kind of, kind of similar, close to similar to Wild Me, of the sense that you know we are we are warriors, especially looking at women, non men, not being moved by these you know, terrible actions, or not being pushed aside or conceding ground, loathing and detesting very bigot patriarchal society, right? Not turning away from these issues, as you know, we're warriors. I think it's just. A beautifully crafted message. Exactly. They are screaming it at this point. Like if everyone or if anyone rather had listened to the album all the way through, just unaware of what Bad Cop, Bad Cop is trying to convey, you can't not hear the message in the song. Like we're seeing you, we're looking at you. What are you going to do to change this? Because we're not taking it anymore. Like we're not going to tolerate this. Your move. I also, um, not relating to the song at all, but I had my Spotify playlist on shuffle in chaos mode. Absolutely. And this song came on right before Kesha song warrior. And I thought that that was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Warriors are warriors. Warriors are warriors. The duality of femininity. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, if you get, if you listen to, to, to warriors and you get to track nine warriors and you still don't understand (laughs) <laughs> what backup backup is about or what they're trying to like hammer in your head or who were, who are the warriors then you, you then you're just not listening to their messages at all yeah absolutely and then there's the line hostility is not the road i like that you don't have to be hostile or mean or angry to get your point across you can still be a warrior and not be annoying about it mm-hmm. mm, maybe that wasn't the right choice of words but i'm gonna stick with it <laughs> No, but I completely get what what you're trying to say, right? Like, it's not about being hostile. Of course, retaliation of people that do mean to harm us, that's different. But overall, absolutely. Like, like overall, like, um, you can can refuse to work away from these issues and you can acknowledge them. And instead of just reciprocating the hostility, coming together with other people that are like you and not like you, that's how you get past that. You know, the only thing I'll say different about, you know, about, uh, Alexa, I think, I think, you know, you, you got, you got to get annoying about these things in a good way. Like, you know, cause change won't happen. It's really change will happen if you don't, you don't know to do more than annoy them because things are just so stuck in the mud, right? Things are so just bogged down. Like, let's get loud. 
Let's get annoying. Yeah, that is a beautiful way to put that. And like, let's embrace diversity by respecting bigotry. Volumes. It just it's like volumes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think that a lot of folks have forgotten that like this country is supposed to be a melting pot and instead it just kind of congealed. And if you're not in that little soup blob, you're wrong. And that shouldn't be the case. Congealed's a great way of putting that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, we're here to melt it down, be warriors and conquer it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Shall we go into the next one? The next song, second to last track on the album, is called Kids. Just don't beat your kids. Like, <laughs> it's not okay. They're going to learn that violence is the answer to misbehavior, or accidentally misbehaving. And the song just screams pretty much just don't beat your kids. And I love it. Like a lot of the older folks that I've met throughout my life are just like, yeah, my mom beat me and I turned out fine. I'm like, you're emotionally stunted. That wasn't okay of your parents. You shouldn't do that to your kids. They might turn out like you. Yes. Yeah, my parents didn't, you know, I'm fine. Sir, you are literally a, a victim. That is not right. Your parents should not have beat you. And you probably should, not probably, you definitely should not be beating your kids because you definitely do it. Yeah. Like it, it also, it calls back, one of the like we said in one of the earlier songs, was it in Why Change a Thing? No. We talked about language and saying this outdated language. It's the same thing on kids, that act of eating your children. It's quite outdated, incredibly so. I agree. And in the song, it sounds like she's stepping up to be the protector. Like, well, I'm only 5'3 and buck 15, but if you hear them call for me, you can pray to the authorities to protect your liberties. Like, I want to be that person. I would love to be that person. I'm trying to be that person for the younger people in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I am five foot nothing, built like a rock. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come after you. <laughs> You know, it's it, it's hard. It, it's be it can be it's hard to you know, be those figures. You know, taking action, standing forward, it's it's tough. And we all we all we all I think we all try to want to be these strong figures. We do it in our own way. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Definitely something I I hope I I am I can be to stand and take charge in a really shitty situation like so. Absolutely. Um, and like you can break a cycle by like just cutting out the source. Like yeah. you see your friend being just a horrible parent to your kid. Like, congratulations, you're the fun uncle now. Like, the kid can come to me and then I'll deal with your dad about it. You'll just deal with your dad, period. Yeah. <laughs> another example of like, like what, what would you say? Another example of one of the bigger motifs, message with the album, you know, breaking generational habits, cycles. Just because it once was doesn't mean it has to be or continue. You know, yeah, like every other song that one deals with that in some shape or form. Ending these generational these generational habits. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the end of the song, yeah, he beats his kids when he should treat his kids. I you know, you get more ants with honey than sugar. Nope, that's not the right phrase. Ah <laughs> you get more ants with honey than vinegar. <laughs> I was saying, but yeah, no. If you want to attract things, you want to make them trust you. Give them treats when they're good. Like they probably didn't ask to be born. I haven't met a single person who is like, oh yeah, no, I came my parents didn't and they knew that they had to have me. Like this kid didn't ask to be here. So why are you being mean? Yeah, that's a great point. I for sure didn't ask to be born. I don't know about you, August. I think that's a theme on this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, God. And then we have August, who's an amazing parent. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> of course. Just yeah. seeing you interact with your kid, like, it's love. I have never seen anything less than love come out of you or Woody. And I think that that's just the way a model parent should be. Yeah, it almost feels, this song almost feels goofy to me in a way because it just seems so obvious. But I know that in different cultures are going to act different ways. But to me, it just seems like it's just so obvious to me that you should treat children with love, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then your kid has great role models to look up to to see how people should treat each other and other people outside of them. And in the song, they talk about just witnessing the cycles of abuse. Like, what are they going to do next if all they see is their father screaming at their mother, causing more abuse? And the kid probably thinks, well, I'm next. And this is the only thing that I know. So this must be normal. Yeah. Normalizing terrible cycles is an awful thing to do. And yeah, like when you said, like this song should it should be obvious. Like, yeah, please don't beat your kids, right? Like, don't perpetuate <laughs> another like 30, 40 years of terrible parenting and not understanding your children and not leading with love first and like truly showing your child you cares. You care. But um, you know, unfortunately, no. You know, on my end, coming from an African household, I'm very honestly in a way surprised i was not really you know beat in any sense in a way you know growing up it is very common on the caribbean and african household like is what you do you know you get the rattan get the swish slipper chocolate like something and it's common i have a friend stories upon stories of his mom just wailing on him and we laugh at it you know especially in high school and college we laughed at it looking back on it but like you think about like that's terrible like you can't even feel safe sleeping in bed because you're going to get woken up with a belt. That's no way to live. And it should be obvious, but, but it isn't unfortunately. Yeah. Like there's, there's no layers of metaphors to peel back in the song. It's just very blatant and to the point. And I think that that aspect of writing was intentional for this message. I'm very lucky to also have not been like beaten as a child and hearing horror stories from my grandmother being born and raised in Puerto Rico, coming to the States as a, as a child, like all the horrible things she had to go through like, both in and outside of the home. And she didn't do that to her children. Her children did not do that to my generation. We will not do that to the generations to come. And I think that that's just a really awesome example of one person breaking that cycle. And you know what? I'm going to send the song to my grandma. I think that she would really like it. Aww. <laughs> I have a really awesome grandma, by the way. <laughs> The last song of the album is called Brain is for Lovers, and this is a song about a childhood friend who passed. The song feels incredibly nostalgic. There's a lot of just, you know, I believe it's Stacy, the singer of this one, a lot of singing about friendships, right? A lot of that reminiscing, uh, drifting from friends, growing up, like living on cheap beer and a minimum wage. It's a shame things have to change. And, and just that, you know, the last chorus, you were with me. I remember you. I remember you. Like all those memories never fade. Those people never leave your heart. Yeah, it's another really devastating song wrapped up in very fun sounding music. And they're really good right out the gates again. Just times were simpler when we had only one continent. Like that's how long it feels from now until the last time the things were easy. Like we still had Pangea. To lose someone and have to heal that that void within you, it's it might never fully close. And to think about like wow, it feels like an eternity since I last had this person with me since 
I was able to laugh with them, hug them, make fun of them to their own face. How long ago was that? Three months? It feels like 300 years. It's it's hard. Incredibly hard. Yeah, it reminds me of what I was saying about amputations, where you want to be able to to hold on to those happy moments and always be able to say, you know, I remember you, even when things aren't the way that they used to be. Mm. Exactly. And they also paint a beautiful picture of guilt, whether it's survivor's guilt or just the I should have called, I should have checked up on you, I should have tried to let you know I saw the sadness in your eyes like that. I am getting goosebumps thinking about that because there have been times where I've lost people and I'm just like, what could I have done different? Mm-hmm. And even if there's nothing that could have been done, like you still feel that like in your chest, you feel the weight of everything just sitting on you with the what ifs. What ifs, what thens. Yeah, like the where could have or where could we have been now? Like what could we have done ten years from now if you were still with us? Like it's a lot of Guilt is a hard thing to live with, even if it's not your fault. The song, just, just think of it now, it kind of reminds me of a similar message to Time Cop by Iron Sheik. But Time Cop is not as grim and dark with that reality of um, time going apart, time going on, and losing someone. But similar messages, just thinking about how time does slip away from us. And, you know, we grow up, we don't part. We don't part in the heart, but we part now. Basically. Yeah, and in that last bit of the song, I'm sorry you felt so alone, but you were wrong. I was with you. You were with me. Yeah. Oh, oh I think I had myself on you the full time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just for the last bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I grew up with a very, very Catholic family who tried to express to me that, like, oh, even though they're gone, like, they can still visit us. Like, we're still with them in prayers and stuff. And, like, I strayed away from that religion at a very young age. So dealing with grief without something to, like, lean on was hard but then i started just letting myself feel things like oh maybe every time i see a cardinal maybe that maybe that is my grandpa coming in to say hi or like whenever i go to a fun show and i catch a glimpse out of the corner of my eye of a blonde kid maybe that's matt like just little things keep me thinking of these lost and like yeah they're not here with me but they are here yeah they're still here within you and being able to like shoot a text to a friend that like you haven't been heard from in a while, just like, hey, thinking of you that way. I'm like, yeah, you're here inside my brain. I'm not there with you physically, but I got you. Always got them. You know, this um was the last song of the album here, Range for Lovers, like just the through line of what we've been talking about all these songs, the album is still strong today. It's super solid. The songs are memorable. The whole album is just really catchy these infectious hooks they're all earworms you want to sing along every song the album flies by these super serious important messages these really progressive forward ideas and thoughts in a beautiful package great album strong start and a strong finish exactly it's like you go through every like all the range of human emotion in less than an hour it's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's less than thirty minutes. I just looked at Spotify. Yeah, and it's forty-two seconds. It's it's a whirlwind. It's a roller coaster of an album, and it's so incredibly well done. So well done, so good. And even just talking about the album, not listening to it, I got goosebumps. I got teary-eyed. I got happy. Mm-hmm. It sticks with you. It's awesome. Yeah. No, this album is like glue. Yeah, I just want to thank both of you so much for letting me do this. Uh, Alexa, I'm really full of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happy to have you. 
it's been a pleasure. Uh, no, so glad to have you on joining us. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, before we wrap things up, um, what is everyone listening to right now? The main thing they dropped on Friday and Thursday: Scott's New Network, Jeremy Andrew Hunter, the Homie Drop, Scago's Emo Volume Three, and incredible covers, incredible stuff. Holiday, Three Little Secret, The Medic, Teenagers, Flowers, and You, Skater Boy, lovely stuff. I've just been going through that on and on and on, and then also. No, Spanish love songs also a new album, and that will also be on repeat soon. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I've been listening to mostly a podcast on forensic psychology, and then also '90s country that my partner has gotten me into over the past year and a half that I've been with them. So it's like you don't know this country artist, you don't know this country artist. So I've been doing a deep dive into that, <laughs> and then just forensic psychology. That's neat. Uh, when I was listening to this album for the podcast, uh, I kept getting Petrol Girls came up on Shuffle uh, after the album ended. And Alexa, I don't know if you've listened to Petrol Girls at all, but... I have not heard of them. The song Touch Me Again is incredible, and I think that you would love it a lot. The lyrics at the end of it are just touch me again and I'll fucking kill you over and over and over yes. again. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna listen to that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> it's incredible. I like to listen to it before I go to roller derby practice. And I know there was one day when Jude was in the car with me and the song came on and he was like, she sounds really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, that's an understatement, Jude. <laughs> that sounds sick. I'm definitely gonna listen to that too. What a great pump up song for roller derby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. You can find us on Facebook and Patreon at Best Friends Forever. We're on Instagram at Best Friends Forever Pod. And you can reach out old school by sending an email to bestfriendsforeverpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. There we go.